Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Don Marsh. Getting to know you, getting to know all about you, getting to like you, getting to hope you like me. Getting to know you is exactly the purpose of the Slaco program, putting residents of North and South St. Louis together for tours of each other's neighborhoods. The idea is to bridge the racial, economic, and other gaps that often divide these communities by getting to know each other. Joining us in studio to discuss what's called the Neighborhoods United for Change program are Slaco Executive Director Kevin McKinney. Also with us, two program participants, Sal Martinez, Executive Director of the North Newstead Association, and Al Willis is with the Lewis Place Improvement Association. That's Al Willis. I didn't mean to say Lewis. Al Willis, the Lewis Place Improvement Association. Gentlemen, thanks for being with us. Thank Thank you. Thank you. Kevin, I'll start with you. The program is back in action after a one-year hiatus. You did it in 2016. Why the hiatus, and why why doing it again? Well, it was really uh, a great... 2016 for us. We had a lot of different groups uh, participate, and uh, the hiatus was based on trying to raise some money to do it again. So we had to go out and try to get some money to put the program together and put it on, and we were able to raise some money, so we're back in it for 2018. And just give me a a brief synopsis of how it's going to work. Okay, how it works is uh, we opened this up to our 30 member neighborhoods, and then we also open it up to people at neighborhoods that are not members of Slaco. But basically what we do is we take a group from the north side and a group from the south side. We bring them together to Slaco for a little uh, meet and greet and a little breakfast, continental breakfast in the morning. Then they get on a bus and they tour each other's neighborhood. And then they have lunch, a facilitated lunch in one of the neighborhoods or they'll come back to Slaco for facilitated lunch to discuss what they saw about each other's neighborhoods, what they liked, what they didn't like, and to discuss why one neighborhood looks a little different than the other neighborhood. What's that all about? And this is going to be spread over a period of weeks, but starts this Saturday. Starts this Saturday, and we'll run up to, hopefully, we'll go into the last part of May. Right now, we have 10 neighborhoods that are involved, and we have space for 10 more neighborhoods. So we're, we're, we're about halfway where we want to be. We will put information concerning these tours, by the way, on our website at sdlpublicradio.org. Great. Thank you. Thank but you. Uh, the other two gentlemen in studio, Sal and Al, were participants last time around. Let, uh, let me start with you, Al Willis. Uh, what did you learn last time around? Uh, we had an excellent uh, tour with the uh, Holly Hills neighborhood. And basically, I think the people on the tour from both neighborhoods learn of the institutions that's available in uh, North St. Louis. And many of them had not ever been across Del Mar going north uh, for both for both of the neighborhoods. Uh, we were able to see the difference in, uh, in the Holly Hills where it's residential and very few vacancies. Uh, and I think the Holly Hill people they were able to see uh, the Lewis Place neighborhood with uh, many of the beautiful architect uh, houses that we have, and in addition to that, the institutions that we have. Mm-hmm. So what I learned is I had been to to the uh, Holly Hills neighborhood, but I had not been there for some time, and it was very interesting to see how they were able to continue and keep their neighborhood up uh, and not to see the deterioration 
that has happened in Los Angeles. Sal Martinez, what did you learn last time? Well, uh, I had the pleasure of being part of the matchup between the Jeff Vanderloo neighborhood and the Forest Park Southeast uh, neighborhood, and uh, it was really fascinating as we toured uh, both neighborhoods. I was representing the uh, Jeff Vanderloo uh, side of the uh, pairing, and uh, it was very eye-opening. Uh, as Al said, um, we found that uh, people from both groups were not familiar uh, with the other neighborhood. They were just used to um, uh, staying uh, in their community uh, as it relates to shopping and and uh, just just uh, enjoying uh, things that uh, that other people take for granted, uh, and um, so we we had a great time. Uh, the um, the discussions between uh, the uh, residents was uh, very meaningful, uh, and uh, we saw some uh, friendships uh, formed as a result. Uh, of the um, of the pairing uh, of the two neighborhoods. As a matter of fact, we uh, ended um, last year having a big event in the Jeff Vanderloo neighborhood, and several of our new friends from the Forest uh, Park Southeast neighborhood uh, joined us that evening. So we were able to uh, introduce folks to each other, and then those relationships have endured. Kevin McKinney, it sounds like that's exactly what you had in mind that's when you a, set this up. That's exactly what we had in mind. We, in fact, uh, the first groups lat- two years ago was the West End Neighbors and Tower Grove East. Mm-hmm. And after their event, they were able to get together for a couple of other opportunities that they did themselves. Mm-hmm. They visited each other's neighborhood meetings, and they started uh, some discussions about how they could learn from each other. So that's really what it's all about. It's, it's bridging the gap in understanding between people, uh, between communities, and between races. And you really find out uh, two years ago, I guess, we kind of thought that this was going to really be a a kind of a nitpicking, uh, let's get on each other event. But it actually turned out to be, wow, we really have the same things in mind. We want clean, place, safe places to live. We want great uh, opportunities for our kids to go to school. We want good jobs. And we want decent, safe housing, and we want police protection. That was from Baden all the way down to Tigrove South. That's what everybody wants. It's amazing how much can be accomplished when you get, if I can put it this way, two sides together, two groups that don't really know each other very well, and just have them interact. Yeah, we had a group, uh, one group that was really from far down south, that had never been to Tower Grove Park. So we, we stretched them across Tower Grove Park, uh, and, and they had a great time. And then we brought uh, folk from Baden. Uh, they had a great time. So it's, it's, uh, it was the two extremes that kind of came together. Then we had some groups that were really close by each other. They were actually able to uh, intersect with each other. So it's, it's really a really positive event. It's a real positive event. Sal, when when you left uh, the the groups and the discussions last time, had any misconceptions you might have had about people you were talking to been eliminated? Sure. You know, one of the things that uh, became apparent and one of the great things about the, the bus tours uh, we make the individual sit with a uh, with a new friend uh, from the uh-huh. uh, other neighborhood as a way to uh, create those relationships. But we heard from several of the individuals from Forest Park Southeast that the only time they heard about the Jeff Vanderloo uh, was when something negative happened, mm-hmm. if there was a shooting or uh, some other crime. And so when we drove them through the neighborhood and they could see some of the uh, redevelopment that is ongoing in the Jeff Vanderloo neighborhood, they're very excited about that. And uh, 
uh, asked a lot of questions and uh, were asking about how they could get involved and uh, what contributions uh, they could make. And the same thing happened when the uh, Jeff Vanderloo residents visited Forest Park Southeast. They asked, how can we be involved? Are there activities that we can volunteer and, and be a part of? And what can we do to support your continued growth uh, and success? Al, how about you? What misconceptions uh, changed uh, as a result of your experience last time? Oh, I, I think what happened is, uh, as Sal has said earlier, by communicating with each other, we were able to to eliminate some of the negative perceptions that we had on both sides. Um, and I think uh, the conversation was, was excellent. Uh, we, it was not uh, a negative thing. Everyone was positive. And I think uh, what happened is we were able to see that that diversity matters, and we were able to see that that um, uh, that there is the opportunity for advancement in both among both neighborhoods. It's uh, Kevin coming back to you again. This is exactly what you uh, what you had in mind. Yeah, we were we we have been extremely blessed uh, with the participation that we had in 2016, and and we feel real positive about what's going to happen. Here in 2018, I think the neighborhoods, one one of the things that we've got a couple of leaders from each neighborhood, they come together to help plan and, and that kind of thing. And so this year they decided that they didn't want to go back to the same neighborhood that they had visited before. Right. Some wanted to do that, some didn't. So they decided this year that they would pick new uh, partners to partner up with. So it's going to be really exciting. For example, uh, this year we have partnering up. Uh, Shaw and Penrose O'Fallon. They're coming together on the 17th. Then on the 24th, we're going to have Tower Grove East and Old North St. Louis Place. They're coming together. Then we're going to bring Bevo and Lewis Place together on the 7th of April. And then we have our 22nd annual Slaco Regional Neighborhood Conference. That's going to be on the 14th of April. Then we go back to the uh, tours with North Central and Tower Grove Heights and Tower Grove South coming together. And then on the 12th, we have Carondelet. These are some new folk. Carondelet and Hamilton Heights are coming together. So, And we've got one other group. We, we picked up a group this year uh, from East St. Louis. The Concerned Citizens of the 12th Precinct joined Slaco, and we're getting ready to get a partner for them to go to the east side and see what's going on in East St. Louis and then come back over to, the, to uh, St. Louis as well. So it's growing, uh, getting bigger, but it's exactly what we wanted. And we want to we give a shout-out to uh, CDA, the City of St. Louis CDA, uh, to City of St. Louis CREA for the funding. Uh, we were able to get a $15,000 grant from uh, CDA, and we were able to get a $4,500 grant from CREA. And then we raised some funds on our own. We raised about $5,000 from Slaco to, to, to make it work. Let me stop you right there. I've got to take a break. Welcome back and pick up on, uh, on this program. It's called Neighborhoods United for Change, and uh, we'll do that in just a couple of minutes. Stay with okay. us. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU.
And welcome back to our conversation with Kevin McKinney, the Executive Director of the St. Louis Association of Community Organizations, SLACO. Sal Martinez is Executive Director of the North Newstead Association, and Al Willis is with the Lewis Place Improvement Association. Let me come back to you, uh, Al. <clears throat> Have you seen any change in the two years in your neighborhood as a result of what happened in 2016? Uh, not really. Yeah. Uh, that's why I think that we need to continue this project. Uh, I would like to see uh, some younger people involved because they are our future. Uh, but I don't think the the uh, I don't think the goal of the of the uh, neighborhood united for change is to change the neighborhood. I mean, I know the word change is in there, mm-hmm. but I think it's to increase the communication and to increase the the uh, participation from both uh, sides of uh, of the Del what we call the Delmar divide. I would like to see the uh, neighborhoods uh, continue this project without Slaco, uh, but that doesn't mean that we would not continue uh, to have the Slaco involvement also. But I think neighborhoods need to do this on a regular basis, and I think they need to do it uh, without it being a a program. Uh, because I think that would really help uh, because it uh, helps to change the perception that each of us have uh, for both sides of the Del Mar Divide. I, I wish that the people would stop talking about the Del Mar Divide because it that exi- just reinforces a division that you know exists in some ways and in some ways does not. Unfortunately, I believe that it does exist because one of the things that we did when we did the Holly Hills thing was that we uh, deliberately took them just a couple blocks south of the Del Mar, of Del Mar. And you could obviously see the difference. Mm-hmm. You could see the difference in the neighborhood. You could see the difference in, uh, in what was available to residents uh, as opposed to just going a couple blocks north. Yeah. Unfortunately, we use Del Mar as the dividing line. But I think what is going on right now, and I see it in my neighborhood, uh, is that there is more investment coming north of mm-hmm. Delmar. Uh, I think, uh, as Sal said, you're seeing uh, development from housing to commercial, and you're seeing more people move into the neighborhood. And I think eventually we won't be saying the Del- Delmar divide anymore. Now, that should be an objective. That is my objective. Sal, um, have you seen any appreciable change in attitudes or anything as a result of what happened two years ago? Well, uh, one thing I can say uh, is that after uh, the successful pairing that we had with Forest Park Southeast uh, in 2016, the Jeff Vandaloo residents who didn't sign up in time were very disappointed Mm -hmm. uh, that they uh, didn't get in uh, before the cutoff and uh, became more interested in becoming more involved uh, in um, community activities. Certainly both neighborhoods since that pairing uh, have grown significantly. Uh, The Jeff Vandaloo neighborhood will certainly benefit from the uh, relocation of the uh, NGA. Uh, there's other development that's that's happening in Jeff Vandaloo, both from a uh, residential standpoint, uh, from a uh, infrastructure standpoint, and certainly the uh, Forest Park Southeast neighborhood has certainly moved forward, uh, given the work that uh, Park Central uh, Development is doing and 
Arise Community Development and many of the uh, other developers there. And so both neighborhoods have certainly uh, continued to thrive. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, the relationships between several members of both groups have endured. And so uh, we look forward to uh, getting those groups back together and uh, uh, so they can take a look at the progress that both areas have made since their initial pairing. Kevin, how large are these, typically how large are these groups that uh, make the bus tours? We try to get uh, 20 members per neighborhood to participate. Uh, We went out uh, a couple of times two years ago with 10 people per side, but we're, we're shooting for 20. Normally it averages about 15 and then we'll have a couple of observers, which uh, could be someone from the uh, NIS from the city of St. Louis. We'll have somebody from CREA there. Uh, we've had a couple of, of our funders this year, which would be Enterprise Bank and Trust, as well as Commerce Bank. They will send a couple of people uh, as observers to kind of see what's going on. So we get a big bus, one of those big uh, big buses, big yellow buses that'll hold 40 people, and we're right about 33 almost every time out. And and so that's about uh, that's about what we want, where we want to be at. And then at the end, on we'll bring everybody that participated under one roof. We're going to prepare a report this year to send to our elected officials and to some of our funders. And we're going to also have a report that will be available for the community to look at. But we'll have a big event where we bring everybody together, bring our facilitators in, and have a conversation, a free-willing conversation, if you will, about race, about uh, where we live, our neighborhoods. I was talking to a friend of mine that lives in uh, Florence, and a gentleman by the name of John Zagel, and he said, well, what can I do to get my neighborhood involved? And I said, well, we're trying to get the city neighborhoods involved first, but we will uh, hopefully be able to open ourselves up to some North County folk and some South County folk and bring them together even. So uh, we want to try to get this down to the neighborhoods and let them do their own thing, as Al mentioned. But we also want to uh, continue reaching out to some of our city friends and city neighborhoods that haven't had an opportunity to participate. And it's really based on the funding. If If we could go in to one of these events with $25,000, $30,000, we could do almost 30 neighborhoods. Is there anything uh, ever approaching something like resentment on the part of the neighborhoods when these buses come in, the people who are not directly involved say, what's going on here? Well, generally, the neighborhoods have been told that this is going to happen. So some of the people that are not participants actually come around and meet some of the people and talk and that kind of thing. So they generally love to see that happen. The The only resentment that we ever run across in our neighborhoods is when, you know, they're doing all these studies and they're doing surveys and nothing ever comes about from that. So some of the neighbors say, well, why I participate? You know, I've been surveyed to death. So we keep trying to tell some of our friends that uh, are doing research that not only do we want you to do research and surveys and that kind of thing, but we want you to come up with a plan to try to implement some of this stuff as well. Uh, Our neighborhoods, though, are are very, uh, they they love to have uh, people come visit them. Mm -hmm. That's what it's all about for them. They love it. Civic civic pride and all of that. Yes, civic pride and all of that. We are winding our time down here. Let me ask Sal and Al to put a bottom line on this. Uh, Do a commercial now for what we're talking about. What do you think people really need to know? 
Well, I think, you know, Neighborhoods United for Change represents a rare opportunity for us to help unite this city. Um, there are too many things that uh, divide us. Uh, this is an opportunity to create a a venue for folks to get to meet each other, understand that we have a lot more in common than we do differences. Uh, and so I think this this uh, initiative is is really magical, uh, and I certainly like to mm-hmm. commend Kevin for his leadership and and the uh, vision of his board. Uh, but I think this um, I think history will will show uh, that Neighborhoods United for Change has truly helped uh, unite this city. We are one city, regardless of, of what neighborhood you live in. We all want the same things, and uh, Neighborhoods United for Change is a pathway for us to get there. Al, in 30 seconds, you want to put a bottom line on it? Yeah, I agree completely with Sal. I I think that it is an excellent program, and uh, I want to give a shout-out to Gwendolyn Murray from the um, Bevo uh, uh, Hills neighborhood for for agreeing to participate with us. And I think what it shows is that we all are neighbors, and we all have the same desires, and we all have the same desires. Looking forward to the future. We're going to have to end it right there. I want to thank you all so much for being with us. Slaco Executive Director Kevin McKinney, thank you. Sal Martinez, great to see you, and thanks for being with us. Al Willis, thank you thank for you. being with us. Thank you. You can find more information on the program on our website at stlpublicradio.org. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio 90.7 KWMU.